Blog Talk Radio. California. Welcome to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show with your host, Shaw McCain. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Shaw McCain. I'd like to welcome listeners to the Paranormal and the Sacred Radio Show. My show was created to provide an open-minded platform that welcomes the gifted and extraordinary thinkers from every walk of life and circumstance. Please follow the Paranormal and the Sacred on Facebook for upcoming events and special speakers from around the world. We're proud to say we're translating to many different languages for listeners outside of the country. And the call-in number tonight is uh, 619-924-9744. And the Paranormal and the Sacred airs every Friday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We can take uh, questions in order in chat live. And you may call in with your question and talk tonight because, you know what? We have an open mic. And... uh, this is our first time in almost three years. In Halloween night, it'll be our third year on air. It's our first night that we're uh, just going to have an open mic for you to call in. I can do some card reading if you'd like, or tell us about your story and your thoughts and anything along the paranormal and unusual. The call-in number tonight is 619-924-9744. Okay, we have a couple of announcements. My good friend, Melinda Leslie, is out there in the beautiful Sedona Desert, and she wants to let you know she does these amazing UFO tours uh, look with military midnight goggles looking for uh, any UFOs or unusual sightings. Uh, and she takes people out in, in groups, uh, large or small, and uh, kids, I think that are 13, 14, are free. And so you can bring your family and have a wonderful night under the stars. And uh, for costs and information, call Melinda at 928-282-2085. She should be happy to show you around the Vortex. And they've come up with some pretty incredible uh, uh, tours and images. And she said the fifth person in the group is free. And then let's see over here. You know, it's coming up so fast. At the end of the month, August 28th to 29th, is Experiencers Speak in Maine. Uh, you can get a hold of them at www.experiencerspeak.yolasite.com for more information. You can also uh, contact Audrey Starborn at 774-766-2558. And a uh, whole lineup of speakers. It's, it's, it's incredible. And uh, the MC is our, our wonderful friend, Peter Robbins, and, and you won't be sorry for going. Travis Walton is also going to be displaying his new movie and uh, doing a presentation. So anyway, you know, my friend Marilyn Salas, who's um, the wife of Captain Robert Salas, our good friend, has this little product that's so uplifting and soothing, and it's called Love's Blessing. And it's a spray mist that smells to me like soft incense, and uh, it's really some great stuff. So if you'd like to get a hold of her, 
and she does Reiki healing and all kinds of stuff over there. So you can go to the website to find out more information at www.lovesblessing.com, or you can reach Marilyn at ohihealer at gmail.com. So anyway, tonight, uh, since we're uh, having an open mic, we do have somebody that actually has just tuned into. Uh, come and talk about uh, his information and uh, let me see if this is him uh hi can i have your first name you're live on the paranormal sacred hi Shaw, it's gary hi gary glad glad to you, you? <laughs> um i'm doing good <laughs> kind of nervous because you know because it's open mic you know that uh, anything could happen so uh i'm gonna have to try to <laughs> to fight off the uh uh, what can I call? What do I call them? Uh, anyway, they're a drag. So, <laughs> the lurkers. So oh, anyway, okay. um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Gary Bobroff has uh, some fascinating uh, book on, that I've read and a uh, whole dear it's on synchronicity and all kinds of stuff. So uh, tell us about yourself, Gary. Hi, sorry. Yeah. Well, I, I've, um, I'm excited to be talking to you. I've got um, a really exciting event that I'm going to be leading, a webinar on the work of Rupert Sheldrake and uh, Carl Jung. It's called Synchronicity and the Extended Mind. And we're going to look at what's the relationship between synchronicity and uh, the extension of consciousness. And Rupert Sheldrake is a, an author that a lot of your listeners will know who's written books on evidence for the extension of consciousness in people and animals and books like dogs that know when their owners are coming home and the sense of being stared at and stuff like that. So I'm um, going to be taping an exclusive interview with him in, in uh, a couple of weeks here and we'll have that in the webinar as well. And uh, it should be really exciting. You know, that sounds, you know, wonderful because I do feel that you know, some people better than others, but that we are in tune with our animals because I, I know that I am, and I always I have been like that. Yeah, it's amazing how we connect to them, and I, I think that really speaks to, you know, our connections with them speaks to the heart. You know, one of the things that Rupert found in his work was animals that know when their owners are coming home that they when they did video studies of this where they actually had video cameras in the house of people whose animals do it, they found that it wasn't that the animal heard something or something like that. It was that they they went to the door when the owner set the intention to return home, when they got in the car and started heading that way or or whatever, when they made the move to, 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 to return home, that's when the dog went to the door. So there's a way that, you know, to me it just seems so obvious that we, we have these connections through the heart um, to our animals and to other people in our lives, the way we see it with synchronicity too, that the dog there is connected on an emotional level to the owner. And with synchronicities, you know, you break up with someone and you run into them all over town or, um, you know, different synchronicities like that or different pieces of the extension of consciousness that we see, like, you know, whether it's uh, when someone passes away that that night they you know, a sibling, uh, they appear to a sibling in their bedroom or something like that, and it feels like they're right in the room with them. Or when a mother knows that her son or daughter is in trouble in some other part of the world, you know, those are the extension of of our, our heart consciousness around the world. And I think that's just a, you know, a beautiful thing to approach in an objective way through through science and through what we, we know. 
You know, that's really you know, it is strange. I just finished a book, a brand new book. Did you know Sophie Burnham? She wrote Book of Angels back in the I 80s don't. and a whole bunch of you know, she's she's pretty amazing. She wrote Book of Angels and, uh, you know, the praying path and um, artists and meditation and about God and things like that. Anyway, she just wrote a book called Love Alba. And it's from the, uh, it sounds like it's stupid, but it's really good. It's about from the point of view of her cat, of the way she sees humans in relationships and that how cats are observant and that they are telling people things that people aren't listening to each other. And she was talking about the ESP of the cat. It's very cute. And uh, I I can't tell the ending. It's a brand new book. Anyway, it's called Love Alba, Sophie Burnham. And uh, it's actually about her cat. And I think she was observing the cat. And that's how it happened. So love wins out as usual. <laughs> <laughs> it's real cute. You know, so anyway, so tell us uh, more about you. Because you do uh, seminars. Are you still doing your webinars? Yeah, I do other stuff on crop circles, and then I have a. The main thing I do is archetypal nature that we talked about last time so much. Um, you know, with the different ways that people find identity in the world, and the website for the webinar is actually the Sheldrake and Young webinars through the archetypalnature.com page. You can find more info there. So I still do all that other stuff too. I'm going to be doing. Uh, gigs in Toronto and Europe, uh, workshops leading archetypal nature in the fall. But first up is this thing on Sheldrake and Jung and synchronicity and the extension of consciousness and uh, starting September 13th. Um, so I'm excited about that. And, you know, it, we're really going to, you know, like I say, it's a grounded thing. You know, Rupert's a biologist. He's a very, very well-respected uh, scientist, and but he's chosen to look at a topic that's taboo. And you know, in the scientific world, you're not supposed to um, question the idea that, the, that there's more to consciousness than just the brain. And his work really, really pushes our um, acceptance of that taboo. You know, we're taught to believe that, but here's all this work. And what he did, actually, you know, there's a couple books I would recommend, but The Sense of Being Stared At is probably number one. And in that, he looked at all of the thousands of of academic tests of card guessing and telepathy and stuff like that that have been done. And what he found is that that people do definitely uh, have positive results in doing that. And um, the people that are best at it are family members and the people that are absolutely best at it are twins. And that people that don't believe in the possibility of telepathy, that don't believe that consciousness can extend beyond the, the, the brain, those people score negatively on those tests to such a degree that it's statistically significant. They score below chance. So they actually kind of prove what they don't believe. Um, you know, you can't quite say that, but it's certainly, you know, hit, you know, they, sh they, sh they do worse than they should, uh, which is pretty amazing. And then they actually do um, staring tests now as well, which he really formalized where the observer sits behind someone who's blindfolded in a chair and then they, signal each other and the, the person says whether they think they're being stared at or not and they get about a 55 to 60 percent correct uh, answers for that which is extremely significant statistically you know they should get 50 50 and it's about 55 to 60 which is you know in the world of statistics that's that's you know a thousand to one or more more uh, that they would get that result so it's clear that there's something going on consciousness extends beyond the brain so then what do you what do you make of it and i think that's where carl jung comes in and 
his observance of synchronicity and all that stuff. You know, that's what I, I teach my clients once in a while. I'll say, you know, we really don't know where the mind is located. And they look at me like I'm crazy and I'm going, wait a minute. They don't really know if it's in your mind, if it's in your heart or your whole body, because it seems to, the, they're doing brain surgery. So the brain seems to be like a processor, but it seems to do, the mind op, operates somewhere above it. Mm-hmm. I don't, is that what is mm-hmm. that what you're talking about? Yeah, clearly, you know, clearly the brain plays a big role, obviously in consciousness, but it's not the, you know, it's not synonymous. Consciousness is not synonymous with the brain, and it, and we don't no. know how it works. We don't know how it works, but it's certainly our consciousness. We can see from the research work of Sheldrake and other people like that that um, you know consciousness extends beyond the brain, and Jung was observing that for you know, his whole life with synchronicities and having experiences like that. So, you know, we know for a fact that consciousness extends beyond the mind, you know, the whole brain. Wow. Okay, so uh, talking about uh, animals and uh, their, uh, you're, okay, I'm going to tell you what what happens between me and my animals and strange animals, not only animals that okay. I've known, but I've mm-hmm. had, I've had, be having a dream, right? In the dream, uh, I'll I'll be dreaming about like uh, a, a fish tank that needs the water needs changing, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm dreaming okay. about. There's a fish tank. I need to change the water. The water is dirty and everything else. So I know what it means symbolically. But when I wake up, my bird's staring at me. <laughs> uh-huh. That little guy. He was a little finch, a little zebra finch. He lived to be not 16. Uh-huh. Believe it or not, he lived like three times his age span, but he, so he was really like a man among birds. That's what I used to say. He's a little trip. So anyway, he'd be staring at me and then I'd go over to the cage because it, he, his stare would make me get up and his water would be empty or he threw everything in his nest in the water to make me change it. Because <laughs> he liked, he liked, he would literally put his paper in the, or his nesting in the, water so i to force me to change it so i get up change it and he liked to have a little warm water he closed his eyes and drink a little warm water and then he takes mm-hmm. a bath and that's what his mm-hmm. life was he had a little life going on you know but he would send me dreams like that to force me to change his water <laughs> now if you don't believe that one i know it's very cute anyway I, if you I, don't I, believe I, that one <laughs> okay so I, this is a sad one though because a lot of Animals have come to me to pass away, you know, even animals I don't know, like even wild birds. Anyway, this time I was just driving down. I was on Prospect in in Hermosa. I was driving down the street, and I had a clear thought of my daughter's chow. Now, I don't know this chow. I've only met it a couple times and, uh, you know, probably patted it a little bit, you know, but it was a big, red, hairy dog, and you know what I mean? I just like, okay, be a good boy, you know, that that would be it. So I didn't really know the dog, except that he came to my mind. Like I saw a picture of his face, and I went, oh, my God, he's thirsty. So I called my daughter, and I said, your dog, you're going to think this is weird, but your dog just came to my mind. I saw a picture of the face of your dog, and he's very thirsty. Please go please don't give the dog water. And I, she said, no, my mom gave the, the dog the water, everything's fine. I said, no, it's not. I said, please go 
and check on the dog. You know, she didn't check on the dog, okay? Mm-hmm. And then when she finally did go over, she called me. She says, Mom, I got something horrible to tell you. She said, they accidentally knocked over the water bowl. And the poor child was so hot, it just crawled into the house and died of thirst. Jeez. You know, I don't know. If, I know. It, it's heartbreaking. But I, I was wondering, because it was like, uh, you know, it was like, oh, my God. Why did he come to me? But sometimes I feel like they just come to a person that's listening. You know what I mean? Like he knew yeah, I would listen for some reason. That's right, and you were listening. I was listening. So it's happened over and over, you know. And um, sometimes birds have called to me, and they've come near me, a wild bird, and they just want me to sit there, and I've sat there, and they've passed away. It's weird, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but it also speaks to, you know, it speaks to what we're talking about here, and in Sheldrake's work, um, they, there's a very special parrot, an African gray parrot named Nikisi. And on uh, if people want to check out Sheldrake, S-H-E-L-D-R-A-K-E, Sheldrake.org, under the Animal Powers section, there's there's all the the things that the research they did with Nikisi, which was that the bird would pick up the thoughts of the owner, and then they tested to see if this was true. Like he would say what the owner was thinking. And so they did videotape tests of it, and you can actually watch that on his website. So, you know, what you're talking about is real, and I don't question that story at all, you know. You know, Gary, I never thought I'd have the opportunity to actually talk, discuss this, you know what I mean, in a in uh-huh. a, a, a good uh, manner, because I'm not, I really believe that animals have souls. And, um, you know, that was like, like a question that was up for debate for, I don't know how many years, but many years, but I don't have any doubt that they, uh, reach out to us in many ways. Um, like this whale, uh, this whale that was, uh, that came near a boat and they're wondering, why is this whale near the boat? I don't know if you've seen that video on Facebook, but anyway, it came near the boat. They saw that it had a tremendous amount of netting. It was caught in netting. And I don't know how long it had been swimming. It was a, I, I don't know, they said it was how many tons, 50 ton whale. Anyway, um, it was a huge whale and it just came, and it came by this smallish boat with all the men on it. And then they finally could see a tremendous huge weight of this net and all this crap, uh, debris from the ocean. And, mm-hmm. uh, it came near the boat. And so one guy snorkeled out first. And he looked, and he came back to the boat, and he said, you know, there's this netting. It was in another language. I couldn't read the language. But anyway, so they were in the boat, and so the whale actually figured out, I better go near them. So he came up to the boat, and they started cutting. And they it took them a while because they only had little knives. And that whale patiently waited. And he they cut him loose, and then uh, pretty soon he was doing uh, flips and leaps for them in the ocean when he got his uh-huh. freedom to say thank you. You know, it was very wise of that whale to figure out those men would do that. He could have gone to any 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 boat, but he chose a small fishing boat with about four guys on it. Hmm. And he chose the right one. He found the right one. He did. Hmm. Beautiful. No question. Though, there's you know, consciousness in the animal world, and it's connecting, connected to us. You know, and it's. You know, it's such a beautiful vision because I think when you start to see these heart connections around the world, it, it's a radically different view from the world that 
most people have or that our dominant cultural institutions are, are telling us that we're, you know, just useful for our economic value and stuff like that, which is, you know, pretty sick. And then here's this real reality that we are connected at this heart level to, you know, animals and, and each other. And it's a beautiful vision of reality. And I think that's the vision that's coming into, uh, you know, view for us today. We can consciously realize that it's true that we're connected in this heart-centered way. And I think that's, you know, it's a revolutionary and beautiful and sacred thing to be understanding it. And I think, you know, how wonderful for people to have the chance to discuss it and explore it and come together and talk about it. It is. It's a beautiful thing. Cause I know a lot of people that are into rescue of animals and things like that. And uh, I lost my my dog. She lived a very old age. She was 19 when she passed. And uh, I waited for like four months. And people started, I said, well, I'm not going to get another dog. It's just like having a child. I mean, you get so attached. And mm-hmm. uh, about four months later, people just said, you know, it's weird around here without a dog. When we come in, there's no dog here. And so I went and um, I started, actually started praying. And I asked God to bring me the right dog. And then there was this uh, rescue thing that put the face of this dog. That she's behind bars, hanging on the bars, a poor little little chihuahua mix. And I could see that she knew her number was up because they were going to kill her that Sunday morning. It was Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it was like April Fool's Day. And uh, I said, you know what? The, look in that dog's eye. That dog knows they're going to put her down. And uh, so I went and got her. And she was just when I She's my best little friend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she is really short, and she's chubby like a little burrito now. And uh, I don't have a, a fence that's all secured all the way around, but she she never leaves. She never leaves my side. She doesn't go beyond the boundary or anything else because she's uh, very in tune that I'm her protector. So we've been friends from the gate. She doesn't feel that way about everybody. You know what I mean? But now, she, now it's been a few years later, and she's really doing well, you know? But uh, she couldn't be a better dog for me right now because I work a lot. You know, so she patiently waits until I get back. And poor little thing. We can't really hardly do justice by our animals. Do you feel that way? Like, how can you do justice to a bird? Well, yeah, that's a tough one. You know, I think dogs are a lot easier. Yeah, dogs are easier because they want to be pals. But birds, like, you can hardly... I always, always feel... Not guilty about my my bird, that little guy, because he was born in that cage. You know, I had his parents, too. But he outlived everybody. You know, he outlived three wives, 250 babies, and uh, he even hatched his own and raised his own babies. It was just a rest in peace, Roscoe. Poor little guy. Anyway, and he, okay, I'll tell you the weird experience of the bird's ending. So he's 16. Okay, I'll tell you another word story. So he's 16, and I always say goodbye to him when he's in his... I don't know if you've ever had a little zebra finch or society finch. I don't know if you've ever had them, but they're they're not like parakeets or anything. They're they're quieter. They beep. They sleep in their nest every night. They eat all different kind of varieties. They're very pretty, and they're they're quieter and cute, you know. And uh, anyway... So I had him since, you know, he hatched. I remember when he hatched. And I thought he was like a little piece of dust. He was so small. I really could barely see him. I heard him, but I couldn't hardly see him. But anyway, so I said goodbye to him. I was getting ready to go to work. And um, 
I was saying, I looked at the kid, I said, goodbye, I changed the water. And he looked at me, he was in his nest. And this is what I saw. I saw him turn white, stark white, eyeballs, his whole body, everything turned stark white. My stomach dropped, it startled me, and he turned his back on me. You know, a bird really won't turn their back on you in the nest, but that's what he did. He said, mm-hmm. I knew he was cutting me off. I went, oh, my, I heart dropped. I went, oh, my God. And so I left, and I could hardly believe what I was seeing. I was saying, okay, you're hallucinating now, Char. You know, you're nuts. So I went, and I was doing therapy group. And um, in the middle of the, the therapy group, I felt him leave. Like at 1030 in the morning, I felt him leave. And in my mind's eye, I saw him flying like mad into heaven, like he was flying to heaven rather than their soul going to heaven. You know, he thought he was flying there. And I was like, wow. And I went home and he passed. But he wasn't white. He was like a little gray with little zebra stripes. So he really didn't want me to look at him the last, the last time. He said hmm. no. And he turned his back on me. So that was a weird experience. So what do you think that is that, man? That is weird. Isn't it? So this topic you're on is very uh, heartfelt to me. You know, and I found the website that you sent me the link. It's the N-K-I-F-I, Nixie Project. And it's about that parrot, that gray parrot. And they were doing the trials, and he had 23 hits on the, the target pictures and the words. And that's, a, that's from a bird. It's kind of incredible. It is. And it's a beautiful thing. And, you know, all that, all that uh, research they can find at sheldrake.org, and they can find the web, webinar info at archetypal nature, A-C-R- H E T Y P A L nature archetypal nature dot com for the webinar and we can they can get more info there and it starts September thirteenth. And we'll Very talk good. about the animal stuff and a lot more. That's great. So uh on in the future we gotta set a date and uh you know, I wanna thank you so much for being on tonight and uh Helping out, uh, you just uh, <laughs> was city once again that you messaged me. <laughs> yeah, because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm my, my... Uh, Go ahead. I'm happy to help out, and you know uh, we might have Cynthia, my co-host, come on and chat with your listeners as well. So. Oh, that would be wonderful, you know. And I want to thank you so much for being on tonight, and yeah. you're so generous with your time, and uh, <laughs> all your topics are so important to me personally. You know, and that's that synchronicity thing, you know, that it's really uh, uh, helps us. uh, Well, I don't figure, this is what I figured out lately about this stuff, because I'm at the probably last 20 years of my life, that uh, these things nurture the soul. And that's why you have to keep reading the books and talking about Mm -hmm. the topics. And this is what Mm -hmm. makes us tick and be excited is Mm -hmm. topics like the things that you talk about, Mm -hmm. especially Carl Jung and... uh, uh, all that because I work in the recovery industry and I know that Carl Jung was one of the advisors early on in uh, the recovery movement, really. Yeah. You know, and uh, I was already reading Carl Jung at a very young age. And uh, so when I found out all of this, I was just thinking, look how this whole thing goes together. 
You know what I mean? And especially mm-hmm. your work is uh, is very important too. Thank you so much. I'm really, yeah, I'm really happy to just be out there and trying to get this, you know, really solid information out to folks. So I appreciate your help with that. Oh, you're very welcome. Anytime. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. And thank you so much for being on. Okay. Okay, You're welcome. Have a good show, Sarah. Okay. Okay. You too. Thanks, Kara. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So that was uh, Gary Bavroff. You can actually uh, find him on Facebook and also um, he's an author and he writes on the uh, synchronicity and uh Jungian and things like that and uh the again the site is uh, www.shelldrake.org and uh that's where you find out research and animal powers and things like that i just think that um what he's talking about is is phenomenal and it's very important to my heart because i've always been close to animals and i think uh a lot of people would say, you know, animals were their friends, even, even you know, through their childhood. I, I moved around a lot when I was a kid, and um, I always had a little animal friend. I was always bringing strays home, and, uh, you know, my mother had to put up with a variety of animals for me, and um, including uh, very exotic animals. And uh, I remember one time I was in Arizona, and... Uh, I was visiting my dad, and I was young, so I was just playing. Every day I would go out, and uh, there was this little furry animal out there, and I would go uh, go uh, get some cheese out of the refrigerator. I'd put it on my palm, and I'd walk out there and hold it down, and this animal would come out, and uh, I would – it would – actually, I didn't know that uh, – I didn't, I didn't know that – uh, how it was eating. So I remember I would look at it and think, where's its mouth? I couldn't figure out what this thing was because it was as big as my hand. So every day I would go out there and it actually would come out and it would come and greet me and it would come on my hand and would eat the cheese or whatever I had and it would take off again and we'd play because sometimes I would bury it and it would shake the dirt off and then come running at me and get on my hand again. It was really a lot of fun playing with this thing, right? And then one day my dad caught me and what it was was this huge tarantula. And I didn't know it was a tarantula. I just thought it was uh it was it was just a little furry animal. I didn't it never bit me. You know, I ne- I couldn't figure out really cuz I had a kid's mind. I said, "Okay, I see some eyes. I didn't know it had a mouth, but they do. They have big old pinchers and then, anyway, uh so I was playing with a tarantula every day to my father's horror and uh and that's what that's anyway i have a lot i have so many animal experiences that a few of them are in a in a book that i now am getting ready to edit and uh then i'm going i have a lot of them because a lot of it has uh is about spirituality and stuff like that that um you know of my relationship with animals and my psychic connection with them which i do have I'm not a psychic reader of an animal. It's not like that. Like what I respond to, the animal has something they want, and they send me a message, and we pick up on the message, and vice versa. So my little friend Ava Gardner, uh, I think about her. We watch each other all. So what's happened is, in the four years, the first she had to get to know me. She, I guess they just had her in a cage, and they were breeding her, and. Um, that was it. She never knew what grass was or anything. So I had to teach her how to go for a walk and all that, but she was almost instantaneously potty trained. 
she's always been able to go out and do all that. She was five years old when I got her, so she's like nine now. But um, she has, we've always like looked out for each other. So, you know, I'll look at her when, look for her when she's gone. And then if I'm, I'm somewhere, she'll come and look at me just to be sure I'm still there. And it's just a very, very cute little companion. I just, I've always had like a working dog or a busy dog. I've never had a dog that was that much of a little, little friend and companion that just stuck by me. So I really appreciate her, my little Ava Gardner. And uh, she always knows when I'm thinking of her because she's she running up. And anyway, it's cute. Well, anyway, the calling number tonight is 619-924-9744. If you've got something to talk about, please call in because we've got a whole hour or so to fill. And uh, I'm sorry about my guest tonight. You know, he's in the hospital. He actually uh, broke his hip. So if you could keep him in your prayers, and uh, he'll be coming on at another time. And he's just, I don't think he's been, he's even out of the hospital yet. And um so this just happened this week, so um, I wasn't able to find a fill-in fast enough. So anyway, again, the calling number is 619-924-9744, so you can call in. I can actually, you know, I have my little card deck here, and I can read your cards if you want me to do that. Um, my card reading is a little off the wall. It's not as serious as some, and uh, but you're welcome to call in. Let me read them if you dare. You never know what I'm going to come up with. And uh, anyway, let me know if you want to call in. So uh, let's see. What else can I do? I could, uh, let me think. I could tell you about, gosh, there's so much stuff that I could talk about. I don't know what you guys want to hear. So uh, I'm, uh, I've had a lot of very unusual experiences, uh, a lot of uh, strange coincidences, of course, like everybody else. I have lived in a, a couple haunted houses, and uh, I guess I could tell you about that. Oh, hey, we have a, we have a, we have a caller. So let's just remind people to play nice, and I don't want to have to hang up on you. So hold on, we have a caller in area code seven seven five. Hi, you're live with the Paranormal Sacred. What's your first name, please? Char, how you doing? It's Mario. Hey, Mario. What you been doing? <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Oh, well, that's why I'm calling. Much to tell. I can't even believe it. <laughs> and you better not be Man, hanging up on me, girl. You, I'm going to hang up right on your face because you have been gone, <laughs> and you've actually gone to the southern regions of the world. Well, I've been watching. I've been I've been watching, seeing what you're up to, and I actually tried contacting you several weeks ago, but um, you didn't take any callers, and uh, it went the whole length of the show. Was so. that you? I am so sorry. I'm oh no, that's sorry. okay. That's all right. Everything in time. You know, everything happens for yes. a reason. And uh, but you had a good show. I listened to it in uh, its entirety. It was really cool. Oh, thank you. So, what's going on with you lately? Because I know um, you're up in. Uh, are you still up north? No, I got into a really bad accident. I actually almost got killed up there. I was up gold prospecting way out in the bush, and a 4x4 four four rolled over on me and uh, <gasps> busted my heel in 14 places. So I'm down in Carson City, Nevada now. And um, But I actually had a couple events happen to me up there while I was up in Nome. The first one actually happened, uh, of course, paranormal, uh, UFO-related. It happened not even three weeks after I got up in Nome. 
and I actually viewed and up close, as in less than a quarter of a mile away, about 30 feet above ground, a black cylindrical UFO right in the middle of the daytime. And um, I could, it happened for about almost a minute. I viewed this thing going down the lot and went down into the Bering Sea and disappeared down below uh, the cliff line. And I, this whole time that it happened, Char, I could have actually videotaped it, but it, these things have happened to me so often that it was just like second nature, and I didn't even think to videotape this thing, and it would have came out perfectly because it was a clear day. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and um, several nights later I had another paralysis event, and I haven't really had anything happen since then. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it, oh uh, it, it, it still goes on. And, um, of course, you know, Gnome is a huge hotbed. They they did the movie in 2004, uh, Fourth Kind. Of course, that was all rubbish. It was fake, but it was based on the actual disappearances of residents of Gnome. There's been, I think, since 1962, there have been over 45 people that have disappeared. They found, I think, maybe 10 people out there in the bush dead, but the rest of them are yeah. still unaccounted for. So it, you know, and then of course they, you're talking about the pyramid out there in that area. This there's supposedly some kind of a weird pyramid out in that area, between uh, uh, Anchorage and Nome, um, set in a mountain somewhere. But that that's knowledge as well. You can find that out there. But um, wow, man. Well, that's that, going that on. cylinder, the cylinder that you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Now Christopher Bledsoe got a picture of something. He okay. was like taking pictures, and he didn't. Uh, he wasn't really noticing anything was wrong, except there was like a tornado. And just okay. one of the shots, just one, you know, shot. He, there was a, a black cylinder. It looked like a black box twirling, you know. And well, it's it's weird. Well, what mine was. I mean, I was just—I just happened to be looking out my window, looking east. Um, we actually, at the time, I lived right down from uh, the Norton Sound uh, Hospital, which sits up on a hill, uh, about I'd say hmm, barely a half a mile north um, of the Bering Sea. Uh, well, actually, the inlet. But uh, and I just happened to be looking east, and up on the ridge, about this was about a quarter of a mile east from the hospital. It just came over the mountain up there, the hilltop, and. Like I said, it was about 20 to 30 feet above above ground, and it was, uh, I'd say it was no more than 20 feet wide, completely okay. cylindrical, and it was about 10 feet tall. It was almost like maybe it was a small probe. I don't know, but I saw it clearly. It was almost oblong, and it just hovered and kept that about 20 to 30 foot maintenance, maintaining about above, and it just went down, and there's an old dredge down there, um, an old gold dredge on the other side of the road, and then on the other side of the road is the Bering Sea, and the cliff goes down about 20, 30 feet. And as I watched this thing go down, and it went over the road, the road is actually a dirt road. And yeah. by the time it got to the dirt road, and it passed over the dredge, it was about 20 feet above the dredge, this old dredge is out there, old gold dredge. You know the big monsters, the big gold dredges, like they, they show on the Alaskan gold yes. there, the one guy, the crazy guy that built, anyway... As yeah. it was going over the road, this thing was going over the road, this black cylinder-like object, the the bottom of the road swirled in the dust. The dirt came off the road, almost like a Harrier jet when it takes off and it makes those yes. dust swirls underneath of it. That's exactly yes. what happened as this thing went over the road and then slipped down below the cliffside, and that's when I lost it out of sight. But for that split couple of seconds that it went over the dirt road, not even 20 feet above the road, those swirls happened. So whatever this was... It had some kind of a bottom propulsion unit that was making those swirls in the dirt, and it was so. And, and the downforce was was such that it was actually able to make those swirls from about 20 feet above. Wow! And then it Phenomenal. just it just slipped down, 
Yeah, and, and then it, it just like slipped a, down. Was it a cloudy black, like fuzzy black, or was it a it was solid dull. black? It was dull black. It was, it was like a dull black cylinder, and really the only way I can describe it is it was flat on the bottom and a dome, a half-dome shape on the top, and it was all black, no windows, no seams, no nothing. I mean, this was less than a quarter of a mile away when I saw it, and there was no cars, of course, down there on Front Street, you know, it's not really Front Street right. because you're outside where I lived. It was outside of Nome, which is very small anyway. So there's no there's no houses down there. It's just me, the apartment, the road, and the Bering Sea beyond it. And it was about two o'clock in the afternoon. I've got to actually. I, I I made a video. Find it by looking up Mario Gandolfo. Go on YouTube and and you'll see the video that I made it was actually a post UFO flight video of, of where it actually came down, and it's really a pretty good video. It's not, of course, the video that I could have taken, which I'd probably be a millionaire now if, if I'd gotten it because it would have so clear out. It would have been so... do that. Oh, oh, it's I, the I, same I damn it. thing. We'll I know, and I just... And, and they'll it say, was well, the perfect shot because I had the whole field. I know. It's just... It's, but it, like I said, you know, it's happened to me in 69 and then again in 2011. Yeah. And there's three of them now, all at close range. And it's like my experiences, and it's just business as usual. But anyway, it is what it is. So, hey, I want to tell you some really good news, though. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with um, Jim uh, Jim O'Connell with Experiencers. Yes, um, he's yes. Me, oh, he, yeah, he he's from team member. Yeah, he's, he's a... Uh, oh, my God, you're kidding. Well, That's I can't do much right now Mario. because after all... My my foot's broken in 14 places, so I've got to wait for that to heal. But he's ready to go back out on the road with his crew. And oh, um, so cool. you know, like I said, there's some other things that have happened. And of course, he was up, and I met him, of course, back in 2013. You remember the crop circle. We talked yes. about that because I, yes. I, I was on air with your show there, and that was a really good right. one too. Did you know that the same thing happened last year in the same field? How bizarre. Again, again. and this you time the farmer, the farmer yeah. actually got a shot of something in the air over top of hovering over top of his farm and somebody else actually got a picture of that UFO and they're calling it now you know what they're calling it the Celtic Cross UFO incident because that's oh, what it looks awesome. like that's one of the videos I don't know if you ever saw the video that I made I think you made I think I did that. see that yeah and it, that's what it looks like from the air it's a Celtic Cross but yeah it happened again last year so everybody's excited to see if it's going to happen again this year and if so if somebody can get some video of it bizarre well that's exciting so, so what are you been uh, up to? Just that you're doing the same thing, just doing your. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I'm a counselor for the Fed still. Yes. I'm in my last yes. three years, so I can't quite retire yet. So uh, mm -hmm. I'm in my last three years of that, I guess, and uh, I have uh, triple the caseload and a huge amount of people, you know, and uh, that's all. Right. So I'm working over ten hours a day, and then uh, I'm doing the the show and. Uh, living my life and you know i had been ill though so i'm looking forward to not being so sick anymore oh nice well you know, yeah so, best of luck with that healing prayers sent yeah. your way thank you because mm -hmm. i need it so um yeah. so can you tell people a little bit about your background because you you've really had a fascinating life and uh you're always living large and you still also act and you've done a lot of things in your life very interesting yeah can you give me a little well, background on yourself well, there's so much to background on. I mean, I could, I could, I could dance on the UFO thing. The whole, you know, the experience that my, my myself and my parents had back in '69, the the up close UFO. Well, tell us about that, because that was that was incredible, really. Well, yeah. At the time, I mean, at the time, I mean, it was February seventh, nineteen sixty-nine, at about seven o'clock at night, and we were just going up to my grandparent, my grandfather's. Actually, it was, I believe, it was seventy-seventh birthday, and he lived right up the road, and 
we were in the old Mustang, and we were going up the road, and all of a sudden in front of us, about mm, 200 yards in front of us, this was at night, 7 o'clock at night, in a clear sky, uh, stars out, sliver moon, and about 200 yards in front of us, uh, above the tree line, uh, this thing just rose up, and uh, it was a UFO, and it had these red, green, yellow, blue, and white lights amidship, and we could see the clear shape of the UFO. It was a classic, dare I say it, saucer shape. And okay. it just rose up about 500 feet above the tree line. And keep in mind, this is not something that we saw 10,000 feet up in the air going shoom, about 20,000 miles an hour. This thing rose up very slowly and just hovered about 500 feet above ground. And as we're sitting there looking at it, and it's almost like it was probing us. And my mother says, and she remembers this just as I do, uh, I actually interviewed her, uh, well, back in 2013 for the first time in I don't know how many years that we never talked about it. That's actually on my on my site on uh, YouTube as well, the interview with her. And uh, she said the same thing. It just hovered there for about, she claims it was about a minute, but I swear to God it was more like five minutes. And then the thing just, there was a green flash, and it just shot upwards, and it was gone. And my father turned around and looked at myself and my sister, and my brother wasn't born yet, and my mother, and he said, you don't ever talk about this to nobody. And we never did. Mm until, well, basically back in 2013 when I met Thomas Reed. I saw his show on uh, TV about his UFO experiences, which, by the way, happened the same year, 1969, only, I'd say, about four miles away from us. Uh, He had his UFO experience. I know. And, of course, his first one started, I believe, in 1966, or 66, yeah, about 66, with him and his brother at their house. But this, this other one, the particular one, was in 1969, was actually coming back from a horse show. But prior to that, I had, didn't know anything like this had gone on in that area, the tri-state area, in, you know, New York State, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. And after talking to him at length and then doing the post-hypnotic regression uh, with, uh, with her, God, I forgot her name or him, mine, 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 with Yvonne, and um, yes. coming to light that I actually was taken several weeks after. That's when all the nightmares started after we saw the UFO. And what I've gone through for the past 46 years, and, uh, man, it hasn't been easy. Uh, I just uh, Well, Yvonne Smith okay. is a licensed hypnotherapist. That's uh, For listeners, that's who uh, he's referring to. And, uh, yeah, and this all happened in 2000. Too. Yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, um, that's actually, you know, how we, we know each other. We, we both, uh, I started out there like 23 years ago. And, uh, and then, uh, that stuff happened to you, but, uh, it's weird because I was born in Boston and, uh, what happened to you guys is that we're near the same area. Yeah. There's something about that area, the East coast area. And now look with this UFO and crop circle that was uh, found two years ago, three years ago, 13, two years ago. And then again, last year in the same field. And then it somebody is, else got weird, a picture of it, of that UFO. Of that. You ha- you went out there. Yeah, well, I went had- out there. When when I went out there, I first experienced it myself, and um, it was really chilling. Um, I, of course, I was an animal transporter for five years, and that led me back to the East Coast on an animal transport from California. I, I would transport former death row dogs out of the L.A. County shelter system and bring them to new adopted homes all over the country. I did that coast to coast. But on this particular one in 2013, this is right after I, I met Thomas on the phone, Thomas Reed from the Thomas Reed Abductions. And right. um, I was staying at my mom's, and Jim O'Donnell, of course, happens to be from Connecticut. That's his home base with experiencers. 
So I contacted him, and we set a date for him to come up and interview me and my mother and my sister all at the same place. And of course, this is the first time we had all talked about this together. My sister, my father, is, he's passed away. He committed suicide back six, seven years ago. God rest oh, his soul. Yeah. And um, so we did the interview. and I met Jim, of course, and then we went up to the circle. And as we were at the circle, and Jim was actually filming inside the circle, and his camera started going nuts, and it wouldn't film anymore. As soon as he stepped out of the circle, the camera came back on again. Now, several days prior to him coming up and meeting me and my mother and my sister, I actually went to the circle myself. And as I was inside the circle, I was filming. I was doing a video with my phone. I had an S3 at the time, a Samsung S3. Of course, you know, they're really, really good phones, and their video was unbelievable. 280 high depth you can film in. So I was filming, and I started to get sick inside that crop circle, and my phone died. So I left the circle. I actually got a couple pieces of uh, some of the corn stalk where it sat down in the field, and I went down the road, and my phone automatically came right back on again. So I pulled over, and I freaked out, and I called Thomas Reed, and I was all freaked out on the phone and stuff, and he was just like, wow, man. And then, I, of course, I told Tom about that, or uh, I told uh, Jim about that uh, while mm -hmm. he was in the circle. and was talking to him about that, and then his, his camera went nuts. And he's like, wow. And then we went over, and we visited Thomas Reed's old house where the abductions happened, and that was really cool. And, uh, yeah, damn. Well, did you now hear about that they're putting a, a monument and a memorial up there for when that incident happened and the city well, is saying it is a true happening? Yeah, he went, he got into, so yeah, I've been, haven't really been following him or what's been going on, right. but I guess it was the first, they it's a documented case that, you know, that that actually happened. There's a big thing going on with Sheffield about that and, you know, God bless him. It's, my goal is to just, you know, why he's got, you know, he, he's got the remembrances of what happened. He was in a ship. He saw his parents, mother in there. He saw his grandmother in there, his brother in there. All I've got is something for three years after my incident happened is something trying to come and get me, uh, this big black mass of a human form of, of wriggling worms coming down to, to get me, and it was all bad. That's all I have. You know, at least he's got what happened. He can remember it. I don't remember nothing. I just remember being, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a paralysis state and having these horrible nightmares, you know. So, yes. I'd like to get a hold well, of him and say, you know, you son of a, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a big question because they're doing uh, uh, Kathleen Martin and uh, Denise Stone or have this uh, survey they're doing about people and experiences and everything else. And it's, uh, I think I listed it. I posted it on my Facebook page. But anyway, but that's the one thing that when they ask questions, that's what I ask. Why? You know, why? Well, you know, why are they doing it? Yeah, everybody, you know, there's this bull crap going around now, that the, this former astronaut saying, you know, they made their appearances to try to save the world from nuclear holocaust. Bull crap. Okay, so, all right, so that may be so. They're the good guys. But what about the bad guys, the ones that I was intertwined yeah. with, it took for me, you know, the, the leaking of my ear, the, the, the doctor visits at night when, they, when doctors made house calls back then, when, you know, not even yeah. a month after we saw the UFO, all of a sudden I'm getting this earache in my left ear, and at one point stuff was oozing out of my ear, right as these, these, these hallucinations, these, these, these paralysis dream nightmares were going on what about that you know what did they do to me i've got 20 percent hearing loss in my left ear by the way and and prior to that 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 sighting that night in 1969 i was a perfectly healthy kid and then wow. just to have this you know, ear, uh, ugh, you it know gets so frustrating but you know what can it you do frustrating it is frustrating because uh, Whitley Strieber, he wrote Communion, and God rest her soul. Oh, believe me, don't I know? And it happened not too far away yeah. again. The exactly. Adirondacks. He, yep, up, up. Just up the road. And I, 
Yeah, I lived uh, along the Hudson up Poughkeepsie, so I was there. And I had weird experiences, but I thought it was something else. But anyway, he said that something was put in his ear, and he felt it. And then when he was, and it felt, he said he thought he heard crackling of cellophane, and then he said it was moving deeper in his ear when he was trying to get it out. He said it totally freaked him out, and that it uh, he hated it. And this happened only a couple of years ago. But did you know he just lost his wife this week? So God rest Annie's soul. Oh, you know, I didn't. No, away. no, yeah, no. God bless away. her. No, I didn't. I don't really her. follow yeah. Whitley. I just know that, you know, there was a lot of things that he said and that he was also violated from these things. He felt that he was yeah. violated. And let me tell you what, it's uh, not altogether untrue. That's all I'm going to say about that. <clears throat> well, I, I feel the same way it, because... But, because people have always said to me, I only had one positive experience, and that was recent, but I've always resisted uh, this. Uh, to me, I feel like they're coming in the night, they're sneaking around, and, uh, you know, that they're doing what they feel like doing, and then they don't have my permission, but they've just done stuff since I was a little kid. My and Victoria says hello, stopped. by the way. What? My Victoria says hello. My friend Victoria. Oh, tell her. She was with me when, when I, I met you. Hi. And, uh, Yes, Tori so said hi. She's been oh a real goodness. trooper. I'm actually at her wow. place. She's, she's welcomed me into her into her life again. You know, I went off and did my little thing in Alaska. I'd still be up there right now if if this accident hadn't happened. But you know, what are you going to do with a broken foot? <laughs> Not well, a foot, a heel. Fate, sometimes fate steps in. That's what happens. Yeah, so yeah. And then know. you know, I got contacted by Jim, and we've been talking at large and. You know, I'm just I'm really excited to, to go out on the road to get this thing healed, and he's ready to get out on the road and you know to try to get this experiencers thing to bring it to TV. And he's been having a lot of problems with it, but the guy's been out there, he's been doing it. He's got a couple of his sizzles that are really good, but he's making another one. It's in the works, and sooner or later he's going to get picked up because what, what what he's got, what we've got, is more than just you know is there, was there, could there be? You know, we've, we're we've, we're drawing on a lot of experiences, and it's it's going to be different compared to what you normally see out there, like with uh, the MUFON, Hangar 1, and all that other stuff, it's, uh, he's going to bring some well, really good stuff to the table, and I hope it comes to well, fruition. I really do. I do, too, and because it's really exciting. And then we, to me, this is how, you know, we do the real live stuff and keep it alive, is it's the personal experiences, people talking as witnesses and experiencers firsthand. You yes, know, it's not yep. this remote scientific, which is there's a place for everybody, you know, but right. the people that are experiencing it are uh, a lot of times traumatized and angry, and so am I, you know, and uh, the... I've got over the angry. I really have. It's just, you know, the frustration good. is always going to be there unless I get an answer, which yeah, maybe it's I probably never will, but who knows? Well, they like you. There's something about your genetic makeup that makes you very attractive <laughs> to them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's like I like I made mention the last time I talked to you on the show. You know, for all my yeah. for all that I've had to go on to go through. You know, I'd like to wake up one day and look out my my back door and see a twenty five pound rock of gold sitting out there and say, "Here's all the trouble. <laughs> We're sorry. Goodbye." Yeah, we want one of them uh, two pound emeralds to, to uh, for uh, gratitude. <laughs> but I bet yeah. I wonder if they're doing kind of an exchange program that someday they will leave something like a leprechaun. A pot of gold somewhere. Well, if they're doing an exchange program, I'd like to go, and they could leave a changeling <laughs> in my place because I'm about sick of this rock right now with everything that's going on. That's all I got to say. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, we're on the how many, I mean, how many, well, look at the planet we just found. It's identical to Earth. Look at that, that one oh, planet they just found. Oh, I know. It's awesome. I mean, how, I mean, what's, 
you know, what is the closed-mindedness of thinking that we are alone in, in the universe? We're just to them, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm going way out here, and I really don't care because I've got nothing to lose. It's just the way I feel. We're nothing to yeah. them but more than a splice. There's no, you know, where's the missing link? The aliens are the missing link. They, they splice a yeah. little bit in here, and boom, now you've got a humans walking, you know, that makes coats and blah, blah, blah. And how many other planets right. are out there with all their other little experiences out, you know, it's just experiments out there. I mean, come well, on. Well, if we're, okay, this is the way I feel, common, just common, flat out common sense. If we're here, if we're possible, yeah. we're spinning on a blue ball, beautiful blue ball in the middle of, of the universe. That we're ruining. We can, we exist. We're alien or, or to them. You know what I mean? So if we exist, that means it's, life is possible on these these worlds. You know, right. we're on the Earth, and but I, I'm now, talking about the. the can, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. You were on a roll. I'm sorry. I well, now that oh no, now that we uh, that's all right. Uh, now that we see the the Hubble and all that, when you see those pictures, it was you know, and when I first started seeing them, I was swooning really. I was like, we always knew that that was out there. We always knew right. it. It wasn't just like, you know, a few stars like you saw in Star Trek. Because you got to remember in the 60s, we saw the sky right. as just a few stars. Just a yeah. few stars. Yeah. Not well, how about the dude with the Hubble? He just, he just pointed it into space that was empty. He saw nothing. And there was like, what? over 500 universes and he thought it was just a blank space and he took the you know he he, he pointed I, I believe it was the Hubble or was it the other one the newer one and he just pointed it into it this one direction it was about three years ago and he just well 2013 and he pointed it into one direction and just all these galaxies appeared uh, in the picture oh, that he took and he thought there was nothing out there and it's like all of a sudden now they've got all these new galaxies out there just from that one little so, picture he thought so it was beautiful. blank space yeah it's, so, yeah it's, anyway. it's a beautiful thing Gosh, uh, you know, I appreciate you uh, calling in and sharing with us so much. And oh, absolutely. It's been fun. You have to do a show just on your stuff because you have so much stuff to share. And what I miss yeah, well, is I never know. got any of that Bering Sea uh, sea glass. I never got around to it. And well, then, you know, you were, you were I, I'm... I'm it for a minute. Well, I, I've got tons of it still, but it's all sitting up in Nome, and I've got no way to get it here. You know, that, oh, that could be my income right now. I mean, you can't work with a busted heel. You know, it's just, I don't, well, uh, it's crazy. Do? I was going to ask you that. What do they do for your heel? What are they going to do? Well, what happened? Wire it <laughs> or a, what? Well, in a nutshell, what happened was it broke in Nome. The Nome Hospital is a small hospital. So they're like, Jesus, you've got this busted in 14 places. We've got to ship you off to Anchorage. So I went down to Anchorage the next day. And in Nome, they told me it was going to be two to three days before they could uh, operate on it. It's got to be operated on. They've got to do reconstructive surgery on the heel. So I get down there, and he's like, oh, no, no, no. You've got to wait one to two months for the swelling to go down. So at that point, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I don't have any money to get back to Nome, and I don't have a place to stay. I was actually living in my tent on a gold claim in Nome, and that's where my house was. That was, that was going to be until the end of the season, and I was going to go in town and get a, a job with a carpenter and get a room for rent until the spring and do it all over again. So here yeah. I am stuck in Anchorage. I had to go, and I lived for over a month in a homeless shelter because I had no place to go. Wow. So then I go to the doctor after a month, thinking that this thing is going to go down enough for him to operate on it in Anchorage. And he's like, nope, the swelling still has to go a lot more. You've got another month to go. He's like, if you've got someplace else to go, I would suggest getting there. So enter Victoria. So she offered to have just to put me up. And since, since then, I've gone to the doctors. And now, it's going to, like I said, the end of August, he's going to let me know whether he has to operate it on or whether mm-hmm. I can just skate it out. And it'll reconstruct itself. And within two or three years is when I'll have to have an operation on it. So I'm banking and hoping to God that 
this this come this end of this August, he's going to say you've progressed far enough. You don't have to have an operation for another three years. So. Oh, that would be awesome. So again, which would give me time to go on the road with Jim, and who knows where it goes from there. Yeah, because you know, back and east, uh, in a couple of weeks, at, at the end of the month, they're having a camp out, a big camp out, like more than 100 people for the that event of the experiencers speak. So all the experiencers are going out there. And Which one's that? Is that one up in uh, Maine? Is that up in uh, in uh, uh, up in, Ca- in California? No, in Maine. Oh, it's in Maine. Oh, 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 the one he'd actually. I think it was either last year or this year. He wanted me to go and he. I was gonna like speak with him for Tom, and um, yeah. I just. He's gonna be I, there. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I know he's, he's gonna, gonna be, be there. there. Travis Walton. Uh, yeah, Travis is gonna Peter, be there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peter yeah. Robbins. Uh, so many people. Kathleen Martin and uh, just everybody. All the the main folks are gonna be there. So. Uh, I probably should have gone, but I don't know. That it, well, it's just not really. It's, it's not really my thing, you know. I I don't. I don't know. Well, they're doing it. What I said is they're doing a camp out. That's why I said. Right. So, if if you want to drag yourself and do a camp, there I guess it's a a camp out of like a hundred. It's grown so much that uh, I guess they're having a blast out there. So if you guys want to, that would go, be cool. That would be yeah, cool. Then you can see your mom. That's why I was going to bring her. Up. I can't. The thing is, I can't travel, Charles. I have to. Literally, I am oh, on my Lord. back. Literally, twenty twenty-two hours out of the day, I have to keep this thing elevated as much as possible so the blood flow is not in my foot. That's how bad this thing is. But anyway, I don't want to talk oh, about this crap God. on here. <laughs> no, but um, that's the reality of it. Because what happened? Okay, it is, and it sucks because. You know me, I'm a doer, and I'm I'm like confined to a couch, and it's just you like are. thank God for Victoria. Oh, it's just been horrible. But you know, there's there's worse things that could be happening in my life. You know, I could have stage yeah. four cancer. I could have two broken legs. You know, I, by rights I shouldn't be here. The thing I almost got killed, but I was able to. We were on such an incline going up this mountainside that we were almost straight up and down vertical. And I was actually oh when God. this thing rolled over on me, I was actually able to hump my back and roll this four by four. We're talking an 800 pound. Articat 400 4x4. Four four. I was actually able to roll it right off of my back. Oh my God. So I got very, you know very what? lucky. If it had uh, been that's on a. Enough. I mean, it's yeah. enough for that part. You know what I mean? Because those things are so <laughs> dangerous. They are, you could have broken your neck out there. I'm sure you heard it from everybody. But you, it's too yeah, dangerous. Yeah, I've heard a lot of different uh, things, believe me. It, um, it ruined my year, that's for sure. But anyway, um, it's been fun. And uh, I'd like to come okay, on the show sometime so. and talk about. Oh. My experiences at length. Um, oh would be yes. Really cool. So we're going to be booking you, and you can have it on. And, uh, tell everybody what your YouTube uh, station is again. Mario Gandolfo. Oh, I don't even know. Just look up Mario Gandolfo uh, UFO East Canyon, Connecticut, or just look up Mario Gandolfo UFO, and it'll bring you to there. I don't even know what my. Yeah. It's just just punch in my yeah, whole name, so and it'll bring you right to my my it. site. You'll, you'll see it. the UFO on there. It's a picture of a UFO. You'll know. You'll know that's my site. I got some pretty interesting stuff on there. So I've, got, I've actually made a whole collage. I've actually yes. made a whole collage on Facebook just on my UFO experiences and everything that's happened in the last 46 years, and it's public. Oh, so you can look up my name and go in there. And you don't even have to friend me. You can just go in there in my archives under under uh, uh, not pictures. What's the other one? The the on, under under folders, uh, and there'll be yes. a picture of a UFO in there of a a, a, a semicircular, multicolored UFO, and you can go in there and look, and it's really cool too. Wow. I want to thank you so much for calling in. Get some rest. Uh, you're an amazing man. You're an adventurer. You're like living that life out there that I'm I'm not about to Oh, it's not over. It's still just snow. beginning. This is just a little a little pratfall. 
You know, this whole yeah, thing with this, with, uh, with with Jim O'Connell coming up in the experiencers, man. I can't wait. Oh, man. I can't that's going to be awesome. I love Jim O'Connell ever since he was a kid. Now, come on. Well, go on there. Go on there and check out the experiencers. Experiencers.com, and you'll see me on there. He's got the new bio on me. It's really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, right we on. will. And thank you so much for being on, Mario. I miss you, and I'm so glad that you're back. You're so welcome, and bless, bless you, you, and I hope you feel yours. better. And thank I actually you, I feel will. so much more uplifted since I've talked to you. I, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, glad I called too. in. I'm always right. here. Love you, and thanks for calling in. Take care. All right. Take care. All okay. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Well, that's, well, that's Mario Gandolfo. Thank you for calling in. Uh, amazing uh, couple people that have just called in and spoken with us tonight. It's really amazing. So we made it past our first hour. So if you really would like to call in and you can hear my voice wherever you are in the world, if you have time, call in 619-924-9744. Either that or I'm going to talk about my bird or my dog or my cat. You know, I'll go on for another hour talking about that. Or I can talk about uh, the one the time uh, my sister was possessed by uh, a ghost. Or uh, I could talk about, <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. You know, you know, your sister's possessed. That could be a, that could be a, a new movie. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, anyway, yes. Um, so the calling number tonight, as we're thinking and thinking about UFOs, alien abductions, the Bering Sea and synchronicity and everything else. So please call in 619-924-9744. The lines are open. And, uh, it's just been an amazing night. You know, I'm here in Southern California near the airport and, uh, it's just beautiful tonight. Uh, actually four months ahead, you know, since I am slightly psychic, I knew it was going to be hotter than hell down here and it sure has. So I've had my air conditioning on since this morning and I bought a little air conditioner and, uh, I rigged it up here at the place. So if you hear anything in the background, that is, uh, uh, that's what I'm doing is trying to keep cool. So right now it's turned balmy and beautiful here, and uh, I'm telling you, it's just beautiful, and uh, it's just, uh, anyway, so if you want to call in and talk to me, 619-924-9744, that's the secret number, the passcode is your first name, that's the passcode, you can talk to me anytime, so we got just a, we got a little while, so you can tell us your story, and if not, let's see, uh, if you want me to do a quick little card reading, just call in and say, can you please do your card? Now, you got to remember, when I do a card reading, it's usually off the wall. So I'm not, I'm not really serious with it. So uh, I just say what I want to say. And uh, so somebody call in, I'll read your card. So do it. So... <laughs> Anyway, I have friends that are messaging me. And friends, just call in, 619-924-9744, and I'll read your cards. So my cards, you know how people have really mystical cards that are, you know, very, uh, they have angels on them, and they have really mystical figures and everything else on them. I have, my tarot cards are the housewives tarot. So I have stuff like, uh, they're all 50s motifs, so you're going to, get some interesting results and the pictures are really awesome all 50s so uh you know that comes out like that too it comes out kind of a quirky reading but anyway so the calling number now is 619-924-9744
and uh, just call in. I'm giving you a couple of seconds. I'm just glad that, you know, people that have been uh, attentive enough to uh, call in and, uh, you know, they're just telling us there's something remarkable. Two guys, Gary and Mar- Mario, both are just exceptional people. And um, I just really appreciate them very much. And they're both going to be at the show. I've I've interviewed them before, and I will interview them again. And let our prayers go out to our dear friend when he broke his hip this week, and he would have been speaking with us, but um, he can't. He's in the hospital. Okay. So I'll give us just a minute, and then uh, the lines are open, and I'm getting ready to do a actual reading for my housewife 50s tarot deck so i'm gonna start shuffling them now okay i just see my first victim (laughs) okay hi you're live with the paranormal is sacred your first name please like i don't know <laughs> like I don't know. I got my ringer here. <laughs> anyway, as I was trying to explain to the people, I have this crazy deck that uh is just um just uh thinking about you and you're gonna think, have a wish or a desire or a thought as I'm shuffling the deck. And uh I'll read you your uh your cards. I don't do it too often. You know, okay. um, how you doing? How you doing, Deb? So tell us about I, you. Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. That's, how you? How and you I'm, feeling? I'm still you've been praying so for much. you. I'm still praying Thank for you. you. Thank you because you know I need it because I found out I have a you know a very serious thyroid condition, and mm-hmm. uh, for those of you that don't know and my listeners that have uh, really been putting me through it for many years, and I finally came to the end and. I, like it is usually uh, when you're at the end of things, you usually find your answer, but because you're so fed up, and that's what happened. I insisted on um, finding out what happened, and uh, I have a condition that's actually it's uh, a, a parathyroid condition that they say people that are exposed to high uh, radiation content have this. What I have, so I think that's kind of odd, considering my history. You know, so it's weird because like five years ago, um, I uh, I actually stopped using um, microwaves. I don't. I haven't had a microwave. People look at me peculiar, like, "What are you in the Stone Age?" Yeah, my my oven's name is Hazel, and it's from she's from the fifties, so Keith and Merritt. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't do uh, microwaving, so. Anyway, and I, I remember your coffee pot you posted on. Remember Facebook. her? Remember that beautiful coffee? I, I still yeah. that's the only coffee pot I have. I well, don't have another one. Those percolator thingies. Ooh, that coffee's good too. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna start now. So think okay. of a question, and I'm going to do. Hmm, interesting. I'm gonna start pulling them out. I think I'm gonna start out with. Uh, and then answer your question. Wow. Uh-oh. Okay, so I have four cards here. No, I, this is really kind of in- incredible, really, what you've got going here. Because um, I know a little bit about you. Um, 
the first card that came up now um what is your question first of all to see if it, the cards are usually right but what's your question uh should i go to Moreau again in october well okay strange that you should ask <laughs> so <laughs> actually it's, the, it's, it's uh, the first card i pulled was the high priestess and it's it's the the picture on it is uh the secret syrup the mysteries of the universe you know in a sweet bottle of uh it looks like uh what's uh aunt jemima uh buttered uh syrup that's what the bottle looks like but it's Mrs. called the high priest butter, but, this is butter's worth yeah 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 okay. so it's a bottle so it's sweet a secret syrup the high priestess the mysteries and secrets and magic and it talks about psychic powers and secrets of the universe. And it's also like a dual uh, personality of dark and light. And uh, it says, there, it says uh, you know, some of these aren't e easy answers, but there's a deep mystery within. So um, that's really deep when you really think about what this uh, signifies. You know, I think that, you should go and that there's more that's going to be revealed that's a deeper secrets and you know how deep do you go with that stuff well i did the gateway program and um i want to do lifelines where you go and you retrieve um people that are stuck between um you know they don't know they're 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 deceased or they're stuck in the um earthbound spirits you go and retrieve them. You learn how to do that, which I have you know, already. For, yes. Well, this is like secrets of the universe, so this is a secret because, you know, this has been on the mind uh, for thousands of years, whether there's a life after death and uh, whether we can contact the dead and this has to do with secrets and psychic powers mm -hmm. and things like that. So do you feel like that goes right along with uh, what you were thinking about? Yeah, yeah, because, um, uh, yeah, it has to do with different levels of consciousness to go into those um, different levels to retrieve the uh, earthbound spirits that are stuck here. And, right. Um, mm -hmm. And I've been debating whether or not to go in October because their last uh, class, of, class for lifelines is in October, towards the end of October. And... Um, I was just debating whether or not to go, you know, if the funds come up. Yeah, you know, if you that get could the be funds. my next question, is the funds going to come up? <laughs> okay, so the next answer is the three of wands. So there's this hardworking lady there, and uh, she's in her 50s kitchen, and she has her three magic wands of, of, uh, of hard work. Anyway, it says satisfaction and progress, consideration, step back, to assess the situation, read the signs and tackle what to do next. And, and it means further progress. So stand back, start assessing your situation, whether the time is right, and tackle what, the, what is your next indicated thing to do to, let's say, for your personal progression, what's the next indicated thing to do? Uh, it would be to take lifelines. Okay. That would be, yeah, or guidelines, you know, and um, there's several courses I want to take, but I think Lifeline would be the next on the list. Yeah, that sounds interesting. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So now, what's what's uh, your next idea? Still same thing. So if I step back and see and evaluate it and see if yes. the funds will be ava- the funds will be available or won't they? Well, I think there's a little work. Year, How are you going to do that? Yeah. When I went last year, I was told by Spirit that go ahead and register and don't worry the funds would be available. And it would, you know, think, and it did. It I did think you're through. right. I think you that know. it would continue to do so because it's saying now that's going along with what you're saying, but I'm wondering if, uh, okay, it's the Eight of Pentacles. And it's and there's a woman with a with a paintbrush, and she's it's talking about talent and imagination and inspiration, and a sudden stroke of genius or a new career. And it says put your talents and imagination to good use. So there's something that you could still be doing because I know that you're retired, right? Yeah, yeah. And then, mm-hmm. and then you're also the from nursing, MS. so you've been a. That's where that hard worker comes in. That's that picture of that woman working so hard. But, uh, and the eight means now switch it up and, uh, it's now time to use your imagination, inspiration, and that you will have a sudden stroke of genius. And I think that's how your money's coming through. I'm not sure if you're going to do a new career, but Mm -hmm. I think you may be able to put your experience in Monroe and work it into some workshops nearby where you live rather than Mm -hmm. going to them, they can come to you. Oh, I see. What do you think? Yeah. yeah, they have one that's a weekend one with a medical uh, intuition. Yeah. You know, you can look at somebody and kind of get the feel of what's going on physically inside them. I thought that would be fascinating to take. I think that'd be fascinating. So, your personal goals are that uh, you've been on the on the mend yourself and getting well, and um, what do you think? When you made it part past this part, do you think that you would like to start, you know, workshops closer to where you live? Do you think? Um, that was a possibility that uh, I was thinking about. You know, um, hmm. I don't know. Well, it says you know you have a good command. You're actually going to have some kind of stroke of genius where you're going to make this possible. That you may, if you wish, you know, start groups or workshops like near where your house so you won't have to travel they're going to actually travel to you or the you know rent a spot i don't know i think the library does it for free or the nearest bookstore or something like that and i hit the lottery wow i don't know (laughs) (laughs) we all want to hit the lottery it's not fair (laughs) i hit the lottery (laughs) i didn't say that you said that i don't know will i What's the card say? No. The card says a stroke of genius. I think you get it from your stroke of genius thing. Because, you know, you've been a nurse, and I'm sure you have used your medical intuition. Maybe it'll be something like that. Maybe, you know, plus I think once we have suffered uh, medical problems ourselves, sometimes that makes us better to help the others or help be a healing or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's my ultimate uh, goal is to help others with my gift. But I have to, you know, I have to hone in on things and fine-tune things and 
you know. Well, I wouldn't depend. I would not depend on. Yeah, I would not depend on the lotto, okay? Because I had that <laughs> as a retirement plan. So far, it hasn't worked out so well. <laughs> so no, don't don't do a lot. I'm not saying you're not going to get win the lotto because you may. My well, dad, the dead people, the dead so good. When the dead people talk to me, I'm hoping they give me lottery numbers. Why well, don't they do they it? <laughs> they can or they can't. I don't think they can. I don't, I don't think know. they care. I don't <laughs> think they care. And they don't yeah. want to hinder us in any way because uh, <laughs> I think I've got the, uh... okay, so the last card is what's it going to take for you to get past the current thing to your next thing? Because there's always a next thing. As long as we live, we have that inspiration in front of us, right? Right. So here is a card that has, remember the Brillo pads and scrub of soap pads? Anyway, it's strength. It's going to take determination, conviction, all your powers and superpowers. And the, and the true power lays within it. It doesn't have to, it says brute force. And how we used to force our way and power down and do all that. That's not going to work. But it's like more like pressure applied correctly. You know, like I think it's that forward movement where you keep doing it, keep persisting, and uh, then you'll get to what you want. Uh, positive attitude and keep walking. Exactly. Keep that forward movement going. You know, because uh-huh. I was talking to Denise Stoner and Kathleen Martin and and everybody and uh, Pam and uh, everybody was, was talking to all these ladies. And uh, we just realized, you know, after we turned a certain age that from then on, a new life started. It's like we just began. And I just want to encourage you that you're just beginning your new life. And it's going to take that strength and will and a strength of character is what we're talking about. And the Mm -hmm. pressure is positive. Pressure is good when it's applied correctly, in other words. Okay. That's that's how we uh, polish a diamond or polish furniture or whatever is that, uh, you know, it takes a little bit of pressure, but it it comes out glowing, you know. So don't take it as stress. Take it as determination. Right, and I have lots of determination and positive attitude. Very good, because that's what you need to apply in the Mm -hmm. right direction. Because I've seen it in the medical field that a positive attitude can can take you a long way. I sure can. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, God bless you, Deb. You got your reading. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'll and, talk to you uh, later. I love you very much. And I'll see you on okay. Facebook. And thank you. Keep me in your prayers, okay? Because I need it. Oh, oh every night, honey. Thank every you. I love you. Love Take you care. too. Okay, bye bye. Okay, so now I have the next person. And thank you for waiting. And uh, let's see here. You're live with the Paranormal Sacred. Can I have your first name, please? Hi, this is Laurel. How do you spell it? Um, L-A-U-R-E-L, Laurel. Oh, Laurel. Hi, Laurel. How are you doing? Hi. I love your show. Great. Yay. Thank you. You're live. You're live. So uh, <laughs> what can we do? So you're going to tell your story tonight, Laurel, or uh, you want um, your cards read? What's going on with you tonight? I, I, was, I was wondering if you could read my cards. Um, okay. I'm, I'm kind of wondering um, what's going to come up for me um, 
in the near future with my health and as far as romance goes. Oh, health and romance. You're not asking just a little thing, right? You've got to ask a big <laughs> one. That is not fair. Because that's what I want to know. Same thing. Okay, so what I'm doing is uh, thinking about your your uh, thing, and then if anything gets, I get inspired, uh, we'll just be talking about uh, what's going on with these cards. So. And do you need I'm to know when to... my birthday is? Uh, no. Unless you oh, want to okay. Oh, on July 20th? Oh, cool. July, baby. You're uh, just on the cusp of a Leo cancer. Yeah. Yeah, Uh cancer almost Leo. That's interesting. Right. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so let's go. Hmm. Wow. One, two, three. Okay, so. And then we'll put this over here. Okay. So well, the first thing that's coming up is there is a, uh, okay, there is a man involved here. So it's strange that you asked about uh, being in love and your love life. There is a guy, but this is his attitude, right? Is that he's rebellious. He's kind of an egotistical guy. He He's, uh, I don't know if he drinks, but he's like all full forward and, probably good looking and never looks back and he's kind of a bad boy type well and, that was uh, about two years ago <laughs> oh well he's he's there but i don't i don't know well it's the first one out so he's out to get what he wants and he's best admired from a distance let's put it that way right uh-huh so you can admire him but i wouldn't think you should ask for him back right it's been on your mind i don't know is it um, no, I kind of, I kind of have forgotten about him. I mean, oh, good. I, I, I was kind of carrying a torch for him for a while, but not anymore. So you were carrying the torch for only two years? What? So you, you were carrying this torch for just two years? Um, no, for about a year for, with, for him. And, and now it's been about two years since I've seen him. I haven't yeah, been involved I carry, with anybody. I carry torches a lot longer than that. My God. <laughs> yeah, like I haven't a... seen him in about two years. <laughs> wow. Oh, and anyway, there's, currently, so... there's currently no one. Um, I tried some no. online dating and couldn't really meet anybody that that I, you know, that I... I think you should, you know, I think you should be alone for a while. I think for me, my feeling is I think you should just go about your daily activities and and uh, don't don't uh, don't hang on to that at all, or right. you know, wish uh-huh. for some guy because you're probably gonna end up with a similar kind of guy because uh, you know these guys are very attractive. Yeah, you know what I mean. But uh, I'm trying to think of go for you know that kind of good guy. You know, right? What I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I know that they don't they're not as jazzy or whatever. Kind of go for a plain engineer next time. You're not going to be talking to him too much, but try to make right. a nice household with him. <laughs> Engineers don't want to talk too much. I'm sorry to say that. But just don't hang yeah. on to the past and make a fresh start. That's what that's about. Yeah. Forget him. And there might be somebody lurking around that's a lot like him, but I would leave it all alone. And uh, what do you, what do you, what puts you in, where do you go that puts you in the way of some men? Because you got to be around them to catch one. 
Uh, well, see, I, I don't get out that much, so I've been doing the online well, dating. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now, you're going to have to get out there because, uh, well, I don't, well, how's the online dating working? Well, I've met a couple of guys, but I, I they just weren't really my cup of tea, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, they're not. Well, there must be some better way to do this. Uh. So, uh, what's your working situation? Are you what's your what's your at in your life and your work life? Um, well, I don't I don't really work. Um, yeah, I'm kind of disabled. Okay. So I was wondering because I thought you were, and my feeling was that you're more like retired. So why don't you just go to? Do you go to church or do you have what kind of social functions do you attend? Um, I don't really. Girl, how are you going to catch one if you're just staying in the house? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, let's get on to my health card. What do you see there? Okay, so. Hmm. I don't know. There's another another guy shows up the same way. That's weird. Huh. It's, uh, the magician card showed up. Hmm. And it's about illusions, deceptions, and charm. And a, it's like a salesman telling half the truth. And be careful, a smooth talker. So I guess I'm here to warn you about this online dating thing. Don't do it. Yeah. Anymore. No, no. You know what I mean? Because they're probably just after your pension anyway. So forget it. Right, right. And you've got to have that chemistry. So you're going to have to find social things to do. And yeah. meaning where uh, even if you're... Uh, do you have mobility problems? Um, How are you handicapped? Um, I'd rather not talk about it. Okay, never mind. Don't, don't. Okay, so uh, whatever the issue is, try to uh, be the best way you can do it. You know what I mean? And go out right. there and start meeting people. I mean, meeting, uh, do uh, voluntary service and do stuff like that. Or do you know, do you have any veterans that, uh, organization near you was your, uh... Um, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I mean, do you start doing stuff like that? Veterans organizations going around and, you know what I mean? If it is, yeah, uh, um, yeah. you got to get out more because the other thing is, uh, I think it's too scary. You're just going to meet a bunch of nuts. Right. Right. So that's what it's coming up. So now... Yeah. Now another card comes up, the Two of Pentacles, and uh, this is what that's about: is that it's uh, it's looking for balance and responsibility and pressure, and it seems like things are pulling you in different directions. And um, mm -hmm. are you are being like a lone ranger rather than letting friends and family help? Are you kind of going um, in alone when you really should be? No, no, I, I kind of no, I I have a lot of family support. Good. Um, yeah, I'm real close with my family. I actually, I live with my sister, so. Oh, good, good. So are are they just stuck at home, or are they getting out either? No, they get out. Well, why aren't you going? Well, tomorrow I'm going to a party. Yay. Yeah. So that's good. So just start doing a little bit more and getting out a little bit more. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, no matter how you feel, you still got to get spooked up and get out there. You know what I mean? Right. You have, 
you have so much living left to do. I mean, there's so yeah. many years ahead of you that no matter yeah. what it looks like now, you still have a, a bunch of time ahead of you. you yeah. Know? So it's yeah. time to get yeah. out there, whether it's veterans organizations. I don't, yeah. uh, where do you live? Like I live in Illinois. In Illinois. So there's a lot yeah, of Yeah, near Chicago. Going on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on. If there's things like uh, where you can interact, um, you know how they have movie nights and barbecues, stuff like that? I think yeah, you should start yeah. accepting all those invitations. Go yeah, where the guys yeah. are. At least put yeah. yourself out there with a guy that's sociable. Right, you know I mean? right. You don't want a guy mm-hmm. stuck at home and on the computer either, right? Right, right, right. Uh-huh. Okay. What do you see so for my last, health? This is the last one. So it's about uh, you're the star and that I think no matter what's happening with your health, that you've got a very good card that you picked up at the end. It would be admiration, being in the limelight, success and happiness, good fortune. People look to you for guidance. And your one task here is to stay out of your own ego. It's like staying out of your own way. Because you have a lot of Uh natural ability and you're really mm-hmm. a people person. I don't know what has made you sort of withdraw from that a little bit. Right, but yeah. Time to shine, shine your light on it. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Okay. So you have a great here? night. Yeah, okay, sounds great. Thank okay, you. Thank you. Bye bye. Okay, take care. Thanks for coming. Bye bye. Okay, so uh, that's it for that. Anyway, so thank you all for calling in. I really appreciate it. And, uh, well, we just have just a few minutes left. Um, the call-in number tonight is the lines are open, 619-924-9744. And uh, it's uh, very weird to read cards to people because I'm not really sure that they would want to follow my advice or not. So. Anyway, all I can do is put it out there and um, just hope everybody does the best. And I don't know if it's uh, it's right or wrong or not. So anyway, it's just for entertainment purposes only. Just remember that, you know, we have a, I have a third eye, but I'm not showing it right now. Okay, so the call in the call in number tonight is six one nine nine two four nine seven four four. So if you have an unusual uh, experience that you want to talk about, if you have been abducted by aliens, have you haunted by the ghost of a cat? Anything like that, you're welcome to call in because we're having a free-for-all tonight and it's beautiful Friday night and uh, the show must go on. You know, our uh, person that was supposed to be uh, on tonight, um, I just want to keep him in our prayers. He did break his hip and he's in the hospital. And he'll be on at another time. And just keep in your prayers. I'm not going to say his name because uh, he isn't feeling well right now. So uh, we wish him all the best. And uh, we'll see him again uh, online again. So uh, anyway, here we are. We have another call. So um, I'm getting ready to pick up the line, area code 928. Okay, here we go. Okay, uh, area code 928. You're live with the paranormal and the sacred. Your first name, please. Sherry. Hey, Sherry. How you doing tonight? Good. And yourself? 
good. I'm doing really well. Just, you know, free flying around here on the show tonight. Um, just uh, doing whatever. <laughs> whatever comes across the phone line. So, so far it's been synchronicity, UFOs, and reading cards. And getting lost in Alaska. Or getting your foot broke in Alaska. So, anyway. So, uh, you want to have your cards read tonight? Sure. Okay. So, um... Think of what question you have in mind, and we'll see what cards come up. And, you know, this is for entertainment purposes only, so, you know, you could take it with a grain of salt or or whatever, and I, I hope to give you a small little bit of interest here. There's people that really do this for a living, which I don't, but um, if you really want a more in-depth reading, I could turn you on to one of my friends, too, okay? So I'm not okay. going to leave leave out. So. There's a question, so let's go. Ask a question. So I'm putting the cards um, down. Will I? Okay, so am I asking you just a general question, like, will I be successful in in my career life? That's, that's a big too one. General? <laughs> no. Well, it's turning up. Is it's like all about the man, baby? So I don't know why. It's about the men in your life. That's what's showing up. Okay. So, All right. Um, well, then let's go with that. <laughs> okay. Well, there's probably going to be about about that, too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Okay. So here's this guy. So I'm going to give you a picture of this guy. So he's on this motorcycle. He has a, He's good looking. He's kind of flipping that that uh, little quick that knife around, and he's a knight of swords. That's why it has a little knife on there. But all the girls are in love with him, and he reminds me of that song, uh, uh, "My Boyfriend's Back." But anyway, this this guy is stubborn, judgmental. He's blunt. He wants to be the boss of it all and have it all his way. And he his and his domain is is to go with his plans. Or, or nothing. So the point is that he wants you to go with the flow. And I don't know if this is a person that's been in your recent past or you know somebody like this or what. It could be even your kid. He kind of looks young to me. Yeah. Who is this person? I have I have an idea. It's a close friend. Okay. <laughs> Sounds, it, it fits the bill from for a close friend. Okay. So uh, he wants to be the boss of it all, but I think the plans are is that uh, you allow him to have his space because he's going to do whatever he wants anyway. And that uh, I don't know if you're what kind of relationship you have with this guy or if he's important to you at all. What do you think? I don't know why he showed up. No, we are we are close, um, but you're you're right. I do keep him at a distance. You're very okay. worried about that. Yeah, because uh, that's what I see is standing at a distance, kind of admiring from a distance too. So uh, I don't know. I think that uh, I don't know. So is this a fun guy or what? And <laughs> Carney Wines wants to know. You don't have to talk about it. <laughs> Anyway, um, he wants to be the boss of it all, and that's his the way he is. Nothing to do with you. He he is much younger, and yes, he wants to be yes. his own boss and independent yeah. and everything. I see him so, um, 
Yeah. And so I wouldn't say so much fun as far as a very free spirit. So Very um, free spirited. He wants it his own way. And you know what? That's right. his domain. So if he wants it like that, fine. He can just have it like that. So and that's I know, actually I'm, the most of what I take out of that out of that friendship is um almost like a mentorship in that because I I I am a free spirit as well, but mm-hmm. I've um I've reclaimed myself <laughs> in life. <laughs> so I I let him be my mentor in that. And um Okay. So, so he's fun. So he's fun. Okay. Well, not so much fun, but he doesn't. He lets things roll off, and um, yeah. yeah, not so serious, right? Okay. So then, this is talking about. Um, okay, it's the Ten of Pentacles. So it's actually like a woman holding up a, a, a heirloom plate, and it's talking about wealth and achievement of your family, actually. And that uh, maybe you have been passed down something that's uh, valuable, like a, a heirloom or, or something else. And what it's asking you to do, if this has been your your uh, happened in your life, I'm not sure, but um, it's asking you actually to be generous with others because I know that we want things with our for ourselves, but it seems like you're kind of blessed in a way. I really you am. Sure? You are? This, yeah, I as, know you as a matter all, of fact, so. that's very, no, that's very good, actually. I had a very close friend um, who didn't have any family because she was a nun. And when she passed away, um, pretty much everything was left to me because wow. I was the only one that would agree to adopt all of her babies, which were cats. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yes. Wow, and, that's weird. Um, I I've always considered myself a, a generous person, anyway. But you're right. Yeah, she, she was definitely that person, and um, in a in a very hard spot in my life. Um, it's weird how things fall into place, but um, because of her passing, I had a place to stay. And um, of course, I would get her back in a heartbeat. But um, it's it's yeah. odd how how everything works, even through the mar- most horrible things. Um, things something. work out for you. Mm-hmm. It sure is like they a, all have a, they all of, have their reason, right? Yeah, it's all in the reason. It's because of your generosity of spirit that you were blessed, because you were there when no one else was there. You know, you got blessed, and uh, that's this almost feels like it's, uh, you know, that's part of, of of this karmic achievement kind of thing. You know what I mean? It is like a achievement to be blessed in such a way, and then just remember to bless others and pass it on when you can. Right. Right. So that keeps your your thing going. So that's kind of interesting. Okay. So the next part of this is. Uh, the King of Cups. So there's another man involved. Now, this is an older guy, and he's a King of Cups. So I don't know if he's in his cups. This could be your dad. I don't know if your dad had a drinking problem, but um, I'm not sure of this. So let's keep going. So this is about contemplation and mystery and devotion. And um, this person is a man, a male, older male, 
he's very deeply uh, contemplative. He's actually, uh, he seems to forge deep and lasting relationships, like those who hang with them, drink with them, and, uh, you know, he, I don't know if he ever got sober, but um, he needed to really, this older man, to get sober and work with, uh, work on the spiritual path more. And uh, it's meanings of... It sounds a uh, lot like my ex-husband, actually. <laughs> okay. All right. So so it could be him, too, because, uh, you know, this older guy had, uh, you know, his task ahead is is actually to sober up and work with the spiritual path and issues of faith. Because he's really uh, deeper than everybody realizes. I think you might know about him. I think he's had difficulty because, you know, it seems like people in the cups uh, have that path of pain. You know what I mean? And I'm not sure. Right. I'm sure it takes a lot of beating for a guy to get to that point where he turns to the spiritual life. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think he probably should. But he's not that close yet. <laughs> no. But you're right. He well, should. he's a... I don't know if he, I don't know if anybody recognizes the deep, deepness of his experience. You know, guys are kind of like guys, you know, they'll have a beer and they'll do stupid stuff and, you know, watch the game or go to sports or whatever. But this one seems to, um, you know, he needs to forge real deep relationships because he'll never have the kind he wants to hanging out with his drinking buddies or whatever. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. But does that seem to be involved with something like that? Um, it's not that he drinks with his buddies, but um, yeah, he keeps things in a lot, and mm-hmm. um, and then and he acts out in horrible ways to push people away. I I'm sure he's yeah. really scared of of the that deeper relationship, though. Oh, desperately wants, but um. Yeah, he, that's rough to deal and with. And that was like that. that was the demise of our marriage. So exactly, um, hopefully he will eventually come around. Yes, how long were you guys married? Fourteen years. Okay, a long time. You guys knew each mm-hmm. other a long time, or um, not long before we married, actually, at all. Okay. It was so one of those whirlwinds, you know. Mhm. Yeah. But um and we've been apart now for um for a couple of years. Wow, okay. <clears throat> but but we do well, have two children together. Okay, so that's why this is this is important. I think that's why uh the card came up is because it is it's still important and vital that uh because once you have kids, you know, you're kind of in their life forever, you know. So Right. Um I don't know how if you could or even approach the subject or if he's anywhere near that you know maybe he'll have a spiritual experience that'll bring him closer to being his real self because i know that he's yearning and wanting that depth you know hmm. right well well i guess you got to keep me in your prayers all right so now but he is you know he is the king after all you know what i mean that means he is the king the father father of your kids right you know so he does still have a special place, so I just don't think he realizes. Right, and I do, and I, I respect him immensely for that reason. 
So um, yeah. I do hope the best for him, but he's pretty stubborn right now. He's stuck right now, I think. Hmm. <clears throat> okay, well, you know, you're you're there. We're all putting each other's lives for a reason. So you're there to, you know, be that uh, lodestone and maybe touchstone for uh, maybe a change when he's ready. Maybe you'll be heading out somewhere and he'll go with you. You know, who knows what's going to happen? I, I don't know about that. You know, but maybe keep them in your prayers. And um, then the last two that I feel that are specifically for you, and if that one comes up because the other one's dealing with your relationship, your feelings, it's probably on your mind all the time anyway. You know, that's what that's about. Anyway, right. it's the Four of Swords. So it's about you taking care of yourself finally, is that it's time for you to go on a retreat, to revitalize, to reinvent yourself. And so times have been tough, and it's time for you to retreat and reinvent yourself, new self-care, uh, change your hair, <laughs> get a dye job. <laughs> I would put in highlights, and don't let your hair go gray. That is my suggestion. So you may want to, <laughs> because it's easier than the gray looks like silver highlights, but it doesn't. It looks gray, okay? Oh, that's so <laughs> I told you this is that's so funny. Is it? That's yes. That's why I told you to be I, careful. You know, be careful when you're talking I to me got, about this stuff because I'll come up with this crazy right. crap. But tell me about the hair problem. Okay, so I'm in my mid 40s, so I I do okay. have those strands of glitter. They're not gray. <laughs> I knew you were gonna call them glitter. Okay, they're gray, ladies. They're gray, so this is what I'm telling you to do. You need a spa day. You need to go get your hair done. Now, I'm saying. And I either, used to keep up with that, and I haven't lately. And actually, my daughter called me out on it. Ooh. Said, no, you haven't got the highlights done in your hair in a long time. You have a I lot told of you it was highlights. So, yeah. You need the color <laughs> and highlights both. So now you need to do both. Because it's easy because it won't show when it grows out. You can just keep the highlights and then get it colored because you got to. You just want to keep that vibrant color. Right. And do your do your the makeup. You're too, you're too young. Yes. You're, you're too young for this, lady. Yeah. It's time to sex it up. <laughs> but that's Find so your... true, though. I've just, I've made, i like, revamped. Um, yeah. I, I've really been makeover. taking care of my own health, finally, because everybody's been coming first. And I finally made a turnaround, and I started taking care of myself. And oh, it's, it's, there's a lot of that mother guilt going on, you know, like they yeah. should be coming first. But I said, you know what? It's not selfish for me to take care of myself. That's oh, crazy. no. So, You've got to take care of yourself first. I mean, then, right. you know, because, you know, those brats are always going to be there. God love them. Right. But you need to take care of yourself. And you actually need to get your mojo back because you're letting it go down the drain with no hair dye. So get that dye going, get the highlights going. <laughs> you are sorry. Jazz it up, get out of the baggy clothes, yeah. wear some cleavage once in a while. You know what I mean? Oh, and my then, gosh, yes. Yeah. I'm trying to say, because you're acting against your own best interest. You're right. Okay, mm -hmm. that's good. That's so right. Good How did you know I was walking walking in the store with my yoga pants and sweat? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why I kind of warn people ahead of time. You're not going to really, you may not get the reading that you think you're going to get. Mine aren't spooky. I think mine are real real life based. Okay, now, but guess what's coming up, though? The Four of Wands. And so there you are with your martini. I don't know if you drink, but you can have a virgin martini. 
And it says your reward is coming, tranquility and relaxation. It says you're going to get the rest you, you well earned. You, you laid the foundation of your success, and you're going to need to rest up for the next challenge because the big thing is coming for your next deal. And this could be another track. Right. This could be going back to school. It could be learning the, the new whatever you're going to be doing. But you're going to be good at it. You know what I mean? It could be in the arts. It could be, uh, I don't know, even could be new age. I don't know. Whatever, whatever you're interested in, if you want to go back to school or whatever, first of all, you've got to get your mojo straight. You know what I mean? And, and right. get your color done and get all your clothes tighter. And then you have to get, get rest now, you know, do spa days because the next challenge is coming and it's going to be a good one. Have wow. faith, young woman. It's coming. That's pretty accurate, too. Wow. Is it? Okay. okay. Yeah, it is, Love you actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Sherry, wow. you know, I just want to thank you so much for being on. And uh, you actually took us right out to the last five minutes of the show. And I really appreciate you calling in. And uh, I'm really glad that you liked, uh, liked, you liked your reading, you know, because some people can't take it because I'm just telling them the straight facts. You know, I'm not being mysterious about it. Right. No, just take I, what I, I mean, said and, no, take what I said and run with it. Really? Oh, it's good. It's very accurate, Because just though. go you with it. very good. Thank you. Oh, cool. Yeah. So just go with it because, you know, it's just practical advice. You know what I mean? And you've got so much life here left. If you only knew how much life is ahead of you, you wouldn't be doing this spinning wheels right now. You know what I mean? Right. Because you have a lot right. of life ahead of you. You know, so I, you've got to jazz it all up. That means the right. boobs and the hair and the makeup, a little bit of makeup. You don't have to wear a lot because you're naturally beautiful. But then you've got to get rested up and spot up because you're going to have a next big thing coming. Right. Now, and That's I don't awesome. know what it is, but it's going to be fun and creative because you're not going to be able to dredge. So I don't want you to go just working as retail or whatever. Don't do that. You got to do something. No, else. it's not. It's something Even very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, very exciting. It's it's exciting, and I, I don't know where it lays, but it could be unusual. It could be your heart's desire. You don't. You know, whatever it is, just go for it. You know, because you got a lot of time. Because if you don't know how to do it, you can get training to do it. Whatever it is, just remember right. that you don't have to know what you're doing going in. You just have right. to be able to learn and keep an open mind. Let's put it that way. Exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. You take care. Thank you. God bless you. Take that care. Was awesome. Hang in there. God Thank bless you. you too. Take Thank care. You. Good night. Take care. Bye bye. Good night. Good night. Well, folks, that's just about the end of the show. I mean, it couldn't have been better. I just uh, want to thank everybody that participated tonight. And uh, you're you're really something else, you know, because I had a little help from Facebook from uh, Deb called in and. Uh, Laurel and uh, Tim and Gary and uh, our friend Johnny, God bless you and hope you're really healing better. And again, also our our listener and our guest in the chat room and uh, and our last Carrie. Just everybody, you know, we're all in this together, and you're never alone. And uh, life can be harsh, but it's also a lot of fun, you know. And if we just keep remembering, we're not alone love each other, stay on the spiritual path no matter how mad you get. Because, you know, I'm mad a lot because I stick my neck out a lot. But I'm also happy a lot, too. So 
Um, I've had a whole week of happiness. I don't know where it came from. It's very un- unusual for me because I'm more of the moody type. But, man, it's, it's such a blessing to uh, have you all on here. And uh, remember, there's things going on. So we have two weeks to the experience spirit speak in Maine. And the lineup is kind of incredible. You know, I can't remember Julia Weiss, um, uh, Susan Chance of Chandler. Uh, uh, oh, gosh. See, I'm so bad at names now. But anyway, uh, Peter Robbins is going to MC. you know, all the main people, Pamela Leftario, Audrey, and her sister, everybody that's running all that stuff, you know, and Travis Walton, they're all going to be in Maine in a couple weeks. So it's not this coming weekend. It's the last weekend of the month. So we head out to Maine. They're doing a whole camp out. And I don't think it costs to go to the camp out. I think it's just like there's like they're getting extra tents and setting them up so you don't have to worry about housing or anything like that. You can just go. And uh, you're going to have a roof over your head. It might be a flimsy roof. But bring warm clothes and a sleeping bag. It's really hot. It's in the summer. But if I was you, I'd bring layers and I'd bring your sleeping bag and a, and a pillow because uh, I don't like it out there. But anyway, uh, so see you in Maine someday, probably next year. You know, I'll be in Maine, too, with everybody else, uh, you know, causing trouble. So anyway, I want to God bless you all. And thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I mean, it's been amazing. And, you know. I just want to thank you for being on and the paranormal and the sacred, you know, has been a place where people can talk about anything they want to talk about and uh, just be themselves and share their experience and no matter what the experience, no matter how strange, no matter what, we also share ideas back and forth. And uh, to me, that's a part of growing and it's a part of my life now. And uh, so I'm not going to go back in any closet. I'm going to stay out here talking about the real deal stuff and, you know, the paranormal sacred has been a place where the unheard may be heard. And I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight. And I think I have a little bit of uh, this uh, Donner Summers instrumental. I actually know the producer that uh, produced this uh, this thing. So we can actually listen to it for the last couple minutes. And uh, I wish you well and God bless you. And then be silent when it first starts, but then you can listen to it. So it's a long version of Donna Summer. I think it's love to love you, baby. Anyway, I have permission from the producers that worked with Donna Summer. And uh, that's it. So there it goes. Flashback to the baby. God bless you all. Love you. Bye-bye.